Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from uh, GoldenBlack.com, live in his car, uh, driving home from Mack Arena, this time following Purdue's 77-61 win over Michigan State. Uh, this is your Golden Black Radio Express postgame podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at Purdue Federal Credit Union, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, the Whitaker Inn, and the East End Grill and Ripple and Company. So, uh, this was kind of that big showcase game for Purdue. You know, they were on CBS, uh, 12-15, kind of one of those games where, you know, Purdue's the number one team in the country. You you want to live up in front of millions of people and kind of things like that. It's a marquee opponent, obviously, with Michigan State. And, uh, you know, you could not have asked a whole lot more from Purdue and from Zach Eady, who obviously uh, this was an opportunity for him to enhance his national profile and uh, did just that and then some with uh, just a brilliant, brilliant uh, performance. Uh, in this game, but Purdue took a big step again toward a Big Ten title here. It, it's, you know, it's it's not even the end of January, and uh, uh, it's too early to be talking about the Big Ten race. But when you look at the way things are unfolding and the way Purdue's playing and how Purdue looks kind of wired to be consistent here, it's is it really that early? Because nobody. You know, uh, two through twelve in the Big Ten has really separated themselves as the team that's going to be the biggest threat to Purdue here. Um, you've tagged two losses on Michigan State now. Uh, you've got ten Big Ten wins. I don't think anybody else has more than six. Rutgers lost to Iowa today, so you gained another game on them. Uh, you know, you start looking at like Northwestern, uh, and you start looking at Indiana simply because they have Purdue twice. Uh, remaining, and but when you look at them, you know, are those really Big Ten championship contender type teams? That's up for you to decide. Uh, Purdue absolutely positively is, not because of its record, but because of the way it's looked, as consistent as it's been, as good as it's been, and the fact that it has Zach Eady and no one else does. And, you know, um, Zach Eady got 32 against Michigan State East Lansing a couple weeks ago, and that was like two weeks, that was like four games ago. And um, you know how hard it has to be to get 32 on somebody and then come back like two weeks later and get more? Uh, he gets 38 today and uh, another 13 rebounds, whatever it is. Bunch of assists, three steals. Uh, that's uh, noted uh, basketball thief uh, Zach Eady with his quick hands on defense. But, you know, I thought that as much as he dominated this game as a scorer, I thought the most important part of this game was when Michigan State was making a little bit of a run. They had a 20-point deficit down to 10 at times. Uh, in the final 10 minutes, right around the 10-minute mark, um, Michigan State finally started coming with really hard double teams on Zach Eady, uh, contrary to what they've typically done in terms of going one-on-one in the post. Uh, and Zach Eady just as if he knew it was coming, not expected it, but knew it was coming, uh, just kind of kind of went to work and hit Ethan Morton for a layup, uh, hit David Jenkins for a three-pointer, and just the way he thought on his feet there, the way he, he bore that responsibility in that moment just exuded, you know, the excellence he has exuded all season long uh, in this role he's played for Purdue in being, you know, probably the best player in the country, uh, the likely national player of the year as of right now. Jalen Wilson from Kansas is really good, by the way. Um, but Zach Eady is, right now, 
seemingly well ahead of the field for National Player of the Year. There's a lot of basketball left, but this was a resume game for him. If anybody ever wants to know about Zach Eady uh, in terms of his candidacy for the National Player of the Year awards, just show them this game because this was this was the resume in every way, shape, and form, offensively, defensively, uh, decision-making, all of that stuff. He missed a couple free throws. Other than that, um, he was unbelievable in this game. Uh, Purdue was good defensively, man. They were really good. Uh, you know, the first half, uh, Michigan State shot almost exclusively jump shots, two-point jump shots, and that's that's kind of what you want. Uh, I think in the second half they got out in transition a little bit, kind of the way Maryland did, and that maybe warped things a little bit. Michigan State outscored Purdue in the second half. Uh, you know, Purdue was obviously in lead preservation mode uh, to a certain extent, but I think that Purdue was really good on defense, and you know Tyson Walker goes from getting 30 in East Lansing to getting eight, and I don't think we're, I don't think that got talked about enough after the game. I said before the game that as much as a problem, as much of a problem as Tyson Walker was in that first meeting with Purdue, the guy they had to stop was Joey Hauser, and I think Joey Hauser had three points today. Uh, Purdue shut him down and um, really left Michigan State with no real no real go-to situation from an offensive perspective other than getting out in transition and that that was something that you couldn't just you couldn't do enough to score enough to to, to win this game and uh can't give enough credit to purdue for the way they've played the last two games uh this is a team that's now 10 and 1 in the big 10 but seems to be playing some of its best basketball of the big 10 season and uh you know they're they're just They've done everything you want them to do, and they're having an unbelievable season, and um, there's plenty more ahead, but Purdue's on the verge of some big things here. Um, so that's what I got from Purdue's 77-61 uh, win over Michigan State and Mackey Arena. Uh, just on a personal note, you will not be hearing from me here for a while. I uh, Starting tomorrow, Monday, I go on uh, the injured list. I will be away for a couple weeks. Uh, Mike Carmen will be handling uh, the Purdue basketball beat for us on our website, I think it's to be determined uh, what lies ahead for these podcasts. I know our Monday show will continue. I know our simulcasts will continue. Whether or not Mike wants to do this after games uh, is, is up to him. Uh, but I, I will be back in a few weeks. I uh, just have to have a few little medical things handled. Um, but you'll be hearing from me real soon. I, I, I promise you that. I appreciate everybody listening to these things. I appreciate your enthusiasm. A lot of people come up to me and they talk about the multimedia stuff we do, and that's great. Um, it kind of makes me wonder if how much time I'm spending writing, if it's worthwhile. Um, but anyway, I will be back here in a couple weeks. Uh, stay tuned to goldenblack.com uh, here tonight for our, or whenever you're listening to this. I got a little sideways here on this. Um, all our Michigan State coverage is up on goldenblack.com right now. Mike will have the Penn State game covered this week, and then next Saturday, obviously a big game at Indiana. Mike will have that covered and then some. So uh, stay tuned to goldenblack.com for everything you need on Purdue basketball and all that stuff. And uh, thank you to our friends once again from uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, uh, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com the Whitaker Inn and Ripple and & Company and uh, the East End Grill. I got those backwards, didn't I? I did. Anyway, thanks a lot, everybody. Take care.